What is up, guys? You're tuning into this Okiru podcast. I'm your co-host Jasper, and we thank you so much for spending this time with us. We hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure to follow us on our socials at Okiru on Instagram, Okiru on Facebook, Okiru on YouTube, and also Okiru on major platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. We hope you enjoy. Okiru. So anyway, Emmanuel, it's absolutely a pleasure to meet you, man. How you been? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been hectic, but I'm good. I'm good. We're here, yeah. so I'm excited. <laughs> We're excited to have you because you know you have a teacher background, and when you were replying to our stories about like you're sharing that mindset with your students, we were like, you know, we've got to have you on the podcast and talk about this. Like, what is, you know, what's it like? being a teacher and what's that mindset that you're bestowing on your students mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah no look i guess i guess for me as you know i never like being a teacher wasn't part of who i wanted to be when i finished high school it kind of just fell i uh, fell into it and that's all mm-hmm. thanks to um uh, my girlfriend at the time is my wife now and um you know she was the one that kind of like that told me hey why don't you give education to go and teaching a go and i've always been fascinated with um sharing sharing experiences sharing knowledge um and yeah just chatting to young kids hey like i love i love just being young at heart and i love all that interaction with the kids um yeah. and i guess for me uh, i learned very quickly to uh to just model the way to model my teaching based on um my awesome teachers that taught me when i was in high school right um and i think there was a podcast that you you guys had um I, I, a while back, I think you were, um, you had one of your mates in high school who's also doing his own thing, like yeah. his own little business and stuff. I forgot his name. Apologies. Um, and and you guys were saying like, um, you know, a, a lot of the teachers that kind of like you remember were the ones that like took time to get to know you, right? Like, mm-hmm. took time to get to know you as the person in a sense. Um, and it's the same for me. Right? It's the same experience that I had. And um, you know when my lecturer told me like you th- think of how you'd model yourself as a teacher and kind of like um, figure out the ways that you would, you know, interact with kids and all that sorts of stuff. And I just kept thinking back to my business teacher, my English teacher, like mm-hmm. these teachers who just kind of, they really took the time out to get to know me as a person. I was a shy kid, right? Like I was, I was a shy kid, like during high school. Yeah. And even sometimes I feel weird standing in front of like all my students because like, man, you know, <laughs> I never saw myself in the, in in that in that um, I guess in that uh, perspective in a sense, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like it was it was a lot about like I, I needed to get to know my kids. I needed to get to know my students because at the end of the day, you know these kids are going to be in my classroom for thirty hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to see me more than probably seeing their their own parents or their own families. Mm-hmm. And I know like any type of influence, whether good or bad, is an influence, right? So. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take much to say, g'day, how's it going? And it doesn't take much to just have that bit of banter with like some kids. Um, yeah. And I found, I found early in my career that, you know, when I did get to know my students, I, I tend not to have so many like disciplinary issues in my classroom um, because, you know, we've built that rapport, we've built that respect. Oh, don't get me wrong, I'm still going to get like that one or two kids who's just going to like test me. Right. And like, yeah. Um, 
but I also have to all, like I always think back to like okay I, I can't get real I can't get angry I can't react in a in a negative mm. way because if I react with that energy I'm going to get that same energy back yeah so it's kind of just like it's kind of just like okay I got to I got to step back I got to process this a little bit and then go in and go hey what's actually going on right um mm. and I find like a lot of my students really respect that yeah. um even though they don't say it in words it's just their actions um and yeah so i i've never had a disciplinary strategy as you know as as your lecturers would ask you at universities like you need to have a you need to have a, a disciplinary strategy you need to have like three strikes you're out kind of thing or like mm. send a kid out and whatnot i never thought to have it because uh like for me it was more to do with like you know this kid's acting up and there's a reason why he's acting up or she's acting up. Yeah. So I got to get to know that person. I get, I got to get to know the person inside that student. Yeah. Um, and it's always been my philosophy. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's just something I grew up because um, we migrated to Australia in like late eighties. Yeah. So I was born in the Philippines, came here when I was six years of age. And as the years progressed, we had more and more Filipino families coming into the neighborhood. So mm -hmm. I turned into that, like, that queer figure, right? Like the big brother uh -huh. figure. So I grew up with a whole heap of like just kids around me. Yeah. So a lot of my, my family friends, um, like we're, we're still so close now. Um, and mm. we've known each other for over 30 years. And I found that that background really helped me um, in, in my career in finding, mm. I mean, I'm not a finished product, but at least it allowed me to have the guidelines uh, yeah. to be able to, approach teaching in a certain way i guess my way in a, in a sense yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. wow that, yeah that's amazing <laughs> I was so yeah, sorry i was just blabbing hey i, that, I that totally is, <laughs> that's incredible i think yeah. there's a lot to impact there because you mentioned you talked about the mindset with how you became the sort of teacher are, and yeah. you went from you becoming immigrant and you you know being the queer of like that that neighborhood and yeah. you know using that as your your, your teaching as well um yeah. i guess there's like so much to you know uh, <laughs> I, I guess like guys help me out here like, <laughs> I, I know lim has a very um he loves to hear the experiences of you know immigrants because you know he has a history of um immigrants and coming from different places as well so yeah well uh, I, I guess there's like I honestly don't know what to start. I, so, I, yeah. you know, I'm interested yeah. in as well, and a thread I'm very curious about, Emmanuel, is yeah. you said you're a shy kid, right? Yeah. And yeah. Jasper, Gerald, myself, we all thought of ourselves growing up as shy kids as yeah, well. well. It's interesting yeah. how the journey we've taken to become a shy kid in our shell and then discovering and going on yeah. our journey and then here you are standing in front of a class, leading the way, <laughs> showing students yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. what to do, how to yeah. live life. So um, I'm curious how your journey progressed from that shy kid to opening up and spreading your wings and how old are the young people that you're teaching at the moment? Because you're calling them kids. Kids can yeah, be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Like they're my pseudo kids. I, like I've got two kids of my own. Like I've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old, but um. I, I tell my own kids that they've got pseudo brothers and sisters, right? So, um, yeah, uh, you know, it takes me back to year eleven, I guess. Like, um, I, you know, I was I was that kid that was just like 
just cruisy and like staying under the radar, um, kind of just, you know, getting C's and B's and not necessarily going above and beyond in a sense and kind of just really hiding. Hey, like I didn't want to, I didn't want to put myself on like, um, I guess a stage light in a sense. Hmm. Um, but it was, I think we had a year 11 retreat and in that year 11 retreat, it was just like, was probably, um, my, my, my coming out <laughs> um, stage in a sense, because <laughs> like we had a PE teacher and his name's, um, his name's Mr. Firth. And he was, he was just awesome. He was always getting into, he was always asking the kids like how they were going and all that sort of stuff and really, really getting to know like the kids. Right. And I, I honestly thought because I was such uh, an introverted kid back then that he didn't know I existed if that makes any sense yeah until that retreat right until that retreat when i was part of his group and i remember as soon as he just looked at me he's like emmanuel what are your opinions like whoa he knows my name <laughs> like oh, God, this is ridiculous i he i never had him personally as a pe teacher he was one of the teachers that taught our cohort so yeah. i knew of him and i knew how awesome he was because he was just like this guy who was always there at recess and lunchtime playing handball with all the kids like playing like soccer and basketball and that stuff. He was always there. And for him to say, hey, Emmanuel, what are your thoughts? I'm like, well, hang on. Like this guy is actually asking for my opinion. And in my head, I'm like, I better say something intelligent because I don't want to make this the like, <laughs> like, I guess, you know, I've got one shot, right? So yeah. <laughs> just say something. And we just started talking about like, like the whole topic of the conversation during that time was, like spirituality, right? Like it was all about, you know, I went to a Catholic high school and we're talking about spirituality and how important spirituality was to, to us as an individual. And when he asked for my opinion and I gave it to him, he, I kind of shocked him with, I guess, man, this kid actually speaks, right? Like, mm -hmm. and at the same time, it's like, wow, this teacher actually listens. So it was kind of that, that, that combination that, um, that made me yeah it made me realize like oh hang on I actually like the things that i'm thinking about actually doesn't matter and even though i may be wrong that could be just like that one instance that someone's thinking the same way um and that was like the best uh camp i ever had as a high school student <laughs> right best camp. it was like three days two nights and it was just though those three days for me was just like man like I can actually speak my mind in a sense, but being respectful, right? Yeah. Also being respectful, um, but speak my mind and, um, you know, and respect the people that disagree and mm. respect the people that agree, like with my ideas. And that was like the starting point. That was the starting point of me kind of like, wow, like, let's go. Let's, I've only got two years now, but let's go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how powerful is that, right? You've recounted yeah. a story of a year 11 retreat or yeah. camp of a teacher yeah. asking you, what is your opinion? Yeah. And that's the power yeah. of the impacts we all have on connecting with others and yeah. I guess in your role as a teacher. It's just so yeah. cool now. Yeah. But generations of young people coming through and you're leaving your own mark on them. And it, I guess it's an opportunity for you to to change the world in your own little way, I think. Yeah, it's, that's, yeah, hearing that, it's like, it's pretty far out, right? Like, it's kind mm. of, yeah, 
it is it is it's it's we i don't necessarily know the kind of impact i have on my students until they graduate and then mm. i bump into them i guess five years later when we yeah. you know bump into each other at some shop or something mm-hmm. and i'm just like hey let's have coffee because i want to know what's going on with you yeah like i want to know what's happening and all that sort of stuff um yeah like the the best moment i've had so far in terms of my teaching um career for 2022 was a few a few months ago i was um i was invited to go to uh like a, a sneaker event right like a huge sneakers Right, we can that could be another podcast but um <laughs> yeah um so I, I i went to i went to this uh being invited not knowing many people but just knowing like a handful of people that i interacted with online um but as i was talking and chatting and all that sort of stuff like the corner of my eye i could i i saw someone come into the room um and then all i hear is Mr. G, I'm like, oh man, this is <laughs> hectic. This is so hectic. So I went up, and it was, you know, lo and behold, one of my students from, oh man, like many years ago, 2014, maybe 20, no, I reckon 2013, 2014, or even earlier than that. Yeah. Um, and most of the night, I just sat with him, and I was like, tell me what's happening, tell me what's up, like, yeah, you know, like, how's uni? What are you doing now? Like, yeah. Um, have you traveled? Like, tell me everything. And we were just like catching up, right? Like the funny thing was he actually wasn't a student in my classes. So I teach um, elective subjects. So I teach technology subjects. So all the kids that, uh, that are enrolled in my subjects are the ones that choose it for the nines and tens and 11 and 12, right? So um, I get the kids who want to do my subject but that doesn't mean i still have that handful of kids that are very very difficult um but he wasn't he wasn't one of my kids like he wasn't one of my students like i just got to know him because you know i spent that time at recess and much time yeah. just hanging out with him and his friends and just mm-hmm. like you know the banter and just like you know playing basketball with them and all that sorts of stuff um and it's funny because we spoke about that. We spoke about like, mm. you know, so like he didn't even teach me, but I, I love just like, you know, just hanging out because you were like, you know, he said like you were one of the few that would be out there, like just, mm. just hanging out and stuff. Um, yeah. And that was like an awesome moment of like, I think we spoke from like two hours. Hey, like wow. we were just chatting about stuff. And then that wasn't even talking about shoes, right? Like, so obviously mm. he was there mm. because mm. of the sneaker event. But we were just talking about like, you know, in the last, 10 or so years like what's been going on like mm. you know how's the family how's your sister like i still remember the sister and all that sort of stuff <laughs> um i still remember you know we start talking about some of the memories and, and whatnot but you know just hearing him saying you know like i'm starting my own little business um mm. just to earn a little bit of money i've been traveling around the world i've um you know i, I have a partner and i was like cool that's awesome um and yeah, and he's starting to get into the same things I'm getting into, which is, you know, mm-hmm. like the whole sneaker scene and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like that's the type of, like I have no idea the type of impact I've had, but speaking to him kind of, it's, it's always reminding me of my why. Like yeah. this is what I do it. Like this is the reason why I do what I do. It's not, it's not instant gratification, um, mm-hmm. but it's that time of like when those 17, 18-year-olds become adults 
and they have that definitive moment. Maybe, you know, when you're always thinking about all that stuff in the shower, right? Um, yeah. And to have that moment was just like, well, hang on, like, um, what, what am I going to be now? Like, what am I going to do? All that sort of stuff. And to be, to be, to know that I was part of that journey, man, that's huge. That's huge for me. Yeah. That gives me so much buzz, like yeah. knowing all that sort of stuff. So yeah, like um, definitely the role that I have is very influential, but I don't necessarily see it until mm. later down the track. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the beautiful thing about like, impact in the way we're all kind of doing it you, you know you're yeah. teaching students and we're just kind of like sharing people's experiences sharing, sharing people's stories yeah and you know the beautiful thing is sometimes we will never hear the impact we have on people and sometimes we'll have a beautiful moment where one or two people will come up and be like okay like thank you for the stuff that you're doing right yeah and it's just like a, a beautiful like, wow, the stuff we have done all this time has yeah. paid off in some sort of way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like we say, it's not instant gratification type of deal. It's a long, it's a long game. You know, yeah. it's like, a, it's a hidden reward. Yeah. Sometimes, like it, it's, it's it, it, the thing is like, when we stop, we know we're not going to have impact anymore. Yeah. But as we keep going, we can impact and create ripples in the sea of the world. But you know, it's just about that. A, we just got to keep showing that love. It's that unconditional pursuit for yeah. what we're doing. It's yeah. not that, oh, I, I want to get all the rewards from the stuff that we're doing. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a hard thing to understand. But like for you sharing your story, I hope people can like realize that, you know, just being kind and just being a good person, like the way you are, like this guy, this guy wasn't even a student but you impacted his life because you were just kind enough to show him, yeah. you know, kindness as a teacher. Right. And that's the beauty of it. Um, I yeah. guess like what's, yeah. what's something you always want to share to your students that can potentially leave that lasting impact. If there's anything in your, your classes. I think, um, I think it's not about, like, I know there's, there's content that we've got to teach. Like, there's a curriculum that we use. And it's kind of like our Bible when we're teaching our subjects. But it's more to do with, like, really allowing the students to, um, you know, not, not, how should I say it? Not teaching them what to know, but, like, how to know, if that makes any mm. sense. Right? Because yeah. I, think, I think, like, if you, if you, teach them what to know they kind of just remember that until the exam is done yeah right but giving them that um that confidence or um that that sensation of knowing that when you walk into mr Guevara's room it's mm -hmm. going to be a safe it's going to be a safe environment for you to take risks right yeah. for you to like you know what if you're wrong you're wrong if you're right awesome if you're wrong hey let's figure out why you're wrong yeah. And let's just switch it around so, and, and so that you can understand that that's all learning is, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess in that sense, it's, it's more to do with like, I guess, like kids really need to understand what true education is, like what true learning is all about. Um, and, you know, in the classroom, you know, 
in the they're in a classroom for 13 years of their of their life, which is a small speck, considering they've got this huge lifespan like ahead of them, right? Yeah. So in that 13 years, like what is it? You know, they're, they're doing so much more than just learning the stuff in the classroom. Um, you know, especially now, like you know, as soon as they hit year seven, puberty hits, right? So they've got to navigate mm-hmm. through that. Then they've got to navigate through relationships and friendships, right? Then they're never gonna, they've got to navigate through like HSC or VCE, um, you know, like all the major exams and all that sorts of stuff. But at the same time, like when they're at school, like school's very low on their priority list. Yeah. Everything is about relationships and everything is about interactions with like, you know, their friends and what's going on outside. And I think, I think for, for my students, the one thing that I want them to, to understand is that, you know, like, yes, I want you guys to learn in my classroom at the same time, like learning about life and being, being part, again, part of that journey of you realizing something that you, you know, that light bulb moment, man, those are my favorite moments, man. Like (laughs) that happens and I'm telling everyone about it. All right. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's really about like, uh, just, just, giving them the, like giving my students the idea that, you know, it's okay that if you make a mistake, so be it because that's mm-hmm. learning, you know, that's, that's one way that, you know, you're never going to do again. Yeah. So let's do it a better way kind of thing. Um, and that's mm-hmm. the same kind of philosophy I have when I'm, you know, with my own kids, you know, my son, he's, uh, he's six and he's in year one. Um, and whenever he doesn't get, something the first time he gets so upset hey like he's just like i don't get it and he's just so upset and he's so down on himself i was looking i was like dude like remember that time when you said you couldn't play super mario brothers and now you're kind of like a pro at playing it it's like (laughs) oh yeah cool you know i'm always using that analogy with him because like he loved that right like so um I was like, you know, just think of it. Think of it like you're your Mario Odyssey. Like, you know, you hated it the first day that you played, but you kept trying, right? And it's like, mm. okay. So kind of like really relating to the kids is one of the biggest things for me. And that's mm. that's the reason why I, kept, I, I was saying I'm just a big kid at heart. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely one thing that I'd love my students to take away from my class mm. uh, is just to, to know that this is this point in their life is a small part of their journey yeah. of to know like of knowing who they can they can potentially be, mm. but not to be scared of that potential person that they can become. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. I love the way you your teaching methods, how you try to connect with your students and you know, making them being heard and recognized. In their, in their classroom, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really <hard> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Like, it's 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 amazing. And like, how do you how do you approach like with kids that are, you know, they first come into the classroom and they're not too familiar with the space, or or even kids that are, I'd say like not really into school, like not being there. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with those type yeah. of kids? Um, good question. Um. For me, it's not getting into their face straight away. Mm. Like, I give them kind of like, I let them, like, especially with new students in my classroom, um, I give them that time to kind of like uh, 
let the classroom marinate in a sense, get yeah, them to yeah. uh, figure out who, um, who they're sitting next to, figure mm-hmm. out who their friends are during recess and lunch or who they're trying to like get to know. Um, and then kind of like, you know, I, I kind of let that sit for about a week. And then the second week, that's when I come in and it's like, Hey, like, yeah, you enjoying the subject. You're loving school. What's happening here. Mm-hmm. I've noticed you've been talking to so-and-so. Have you guys like, do you guys like have stuff in common? Then I kind of just like ask all of these questions until um, it hits a lot of things that, you know, I'm into as well and know a little bit about. Mm-hmm. So then I can like, just come as like, Oh yeah. You know, like, you know, your, your football team and, um, the the music that they listen to and mm. all that sorts of stuff. Um, mm. But it's for me, it's not going in guns blazing, right? Mm. It's not about like I hated going into a classroom when I was in high school when the teacher just is like, you know what, this is my classroom. This is how it's going to be. You're doing things wrong. Yeah. It's my way. And that's it, right? And this is how we're going to be doing the next year or the next two years in this class is we're going to do all of our activities like this. You're going to stick your pieces of paper like that. Your margin is going to be two centimeters from the left and all that sort of stuff. Right. <laughs> and like, as soon as like, I remember as a kid, like hearing that and knowing already in the, the tone in the voice of that teacher and how much it's already like, Oh man, this is going to be a dictatorship for sure. Yeah. Right. You're kind of like, then what's the use of my opinions then? Right. Mm-hmm. Then you start to shut down. It's like, what's the point? Let's just do the work and just whatever it is that they, they want from me, I'll give it to them. But if, they were, if they're going to come at me with that energy, to be respectful, obviously you're not going to be hitting them back with that energy. But, you know, there is a thought of that, right? So there's, there's a possibility that could happen. So I guess for me, it's I've got to match that energy, not battle the energy. I've got to match it, right? So, um, yeah, it's some – it's it takes a while for some students because a lot of students are very like kind of stick to themselves. They're very much like introverted in a sense, but they won't share a lot of things with you at the start until they know that um, it's safe. Yeah. Right. And when that happens, man, like honestly, recess and lunch time, there's my, my door is figuratively open. Mm-hmm. Even though it's closed, I'm going to have students just knocking on the door, just wanting to catch up and what's going on and how they're going and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's very important for me to just ensure that all my students, as I was saying earlier, that they feel safe in my classroom yeah. so that they can take those educational risks, right? So that mm-hmm. they can take those risks where, you know, it can potentially lead to a light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got those opportunities when I was in high school. Hence why I was always just like, you know what? I don't, yeah, I don't want to share. Cause I felt, yeah. I felt like whatever I was going to say wasn't going to be, um, wasn't going to be correct or wasn't going to be taken seriously in a mm. sense, because my views were completely different to the views of the person that was leading the class. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of like, I just agree. I just agree to disagree in a sense. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Love that, man. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I yeah. just love how you you approach things. It's it's amazing. Mm. So many incredible. Cool. You, uh, you're clearly one of the coolest teachers in this. <laughs> 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 no, um, 
Yeah, and, no, no, no. I don't, I don't try to, I don't try to take on that title. And you know, I'm appreciative if some of my students think of it in that sense. <laughs> Man, I'm just, I'm just a dad. Hey, like, <laughs> I'm the biggest dad. But yeah. But given that, how is your relationship with the other teachers at the mm. school? Because you get so much love from your students. I'm thinking that it might inspire other teachers to become better, to become yeah. more relatable and build those type of connections with their students as well. Yeah. Or do you see the other side? Do other teachers become jealous that you're the popular one with the students rather than them? <laughs> yeah, how, how, how's the relationship? Yeah, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's an awesome question. Um, so for me i love i love the energy of young teachers like mm. i that i get drawn to that right so whenever we have like you know a lot of a lot of the teachers that i kind of um really appreciate um at like in terms of their time at school are the teachers who are willing to have that who are willing and also have that growth growth mindset already right like those are the teachers that I know that I can like sit down and then just like just share. Um, and we're just sharing different strategies and how to work with different kids, right? Change is a big thing. And I've, I've learned that very quickly is that change is a big thing for a lot of people. Um, for me, not so much because I've always learned how to adapt really, really quickly. So for me, change is kind of just like, cool, this is, this is an opportunity for me to learn something new right um to grow in a sense to be a better a better teacher to be a better person so on and so forth um so you know you, you always get those you always get those vibes from different teachers where it's kind of mm. just like oh yeah you're just the, you're just the, the you know you're just the, the teacher that all the kids love but mm. they don't necessarily see all of the things that i actually do behind the scenes um mm. Like I remember there was like, oh, there was this one time, like in a, in a staff meeting um, when we're talking about like, you know, how to relate to students. Um, there were, the resistance was coming from a lot of the seasoned teachers. And I get that because mm-hmm. change is a huge thing, right? Um, education system has, has evolved. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, you just have to learn how to adapt in a sense, but, um, it was like, I remember a couple of teachers just like, one of the comments was, um, like, I don't, I don't know how to play basketball and I don't want to go to the basketball court. So how do I, how else can I relate to kids? I'm like, in my head, I was like, it's not about, it's not about you playing the sport. Like, yeah. it's, it's not that. Um, and it was just, yeah, like, for me, I tend to, I tend I tend to stick with with a lot of the staff members who mm. who share the same mindset um, because I feel like sometimes when I'm in a situation where I start to get that vibe that oh it's getting a little bit negative hey like it's getting a bit mm. toxic in a sense mm-hmm. yeah. I kind of walk away because I don't want those thoughts to um, to influence the way that I see. A particular student that they're, they're talking mm. about, right? Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know if teachers are talking about like, um, you know, everyone loves Mr. G. I doubt that very much. Um, uh, but 
yeah, yeah. For me, it's it's definitely just sticking with the people that I know will help me grow, right? Mm. Help me grow and not keep me back. Um, yeah. And that's kind of just like you know, if you're not for me, if you're not willing to hop on this train that we know is going places, mm. then by all means, like, see you later. Like, yeah. like not that, like, not that I won't support those teachers. I still will. Right. I still will. But I know that my influence will stop to a certain degree. Mm. Right. Because there's something that's blocking that. There's something yeah. that's, you know, it's their own personal thoughts. It's their own personal philosophies that's blocking or not, not agreeing with how I see things. So there's always that clash. There's always that conflict. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a bit hard. Um, mm. But I, but I, you know, I do hope that uh, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily just want to be seen as like, oh, that's the cool teacher. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to make sure that you know, there's there's substance to it in a sense. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm just very fortunate that the subject that I chose to um to major in oh, is. Oh, sorry. Hey, good night. <laughs> sorry, that's my daughter. Sorry. It's all right. Um, all good. <laughs> um, and yeah, just fortunate that. Yeah, I was very fortunate that the subject that I wanted to teach were the subjects, were the elective subjects. So, mm-hmm. you know, at least I have those kids that choose my subject. So they have that. Mm-hmm. that um, Innate curiosity, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can play on that like straight mm-hmm. away, right? Sure. And I mean, there are some kids who, who choose a subject just because that's the only subject left on that line. They don't want to do mm. chemistry or they don't want to do law or sorry, business studies and stuff. So I'm the, I'm the last one. Right. Mm. But because those kids are choosing my subjects doesn't mean that I don't have kids that I am going to struggle with behaviorally or mm. I'm going to struggle with because they have their own um, like um, learning disabilities and all that sort of stuff. Right. I think mm. for the most part, a lot of like other teachers might just see that, you know, my subject would be easier to teach because the kids are, are, are choosing it, right? They want to be in my, in my subject. Whereas, you know, with all the compulsory subjects, it's kind of just like, well, I've got to teach the kids that I've got, got to teach that's in my class, mm. right? Um, and that always makes me angry. Well, I wouldn't say angry, but it always just like, gets me fired up because like man if you can if you have the ability um to be the teacher of the entire cohort that's awesome like yeah that's such an opportunity for hey let's what are we doing like let's let's build some 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 relationships let's build Mm. some um you know like yeah, I don't know. It's just I'm very different the way that I think and the way that I do my stuff in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it is. It's yeah, very very. Uh, <laughs> I, I look. I'm I'm long in the tooth, right? Like I'm not, I'm not a young <laughs> teacher anymore. Like I turned forty last year, so um, I'm in that generation that's in between the uh, the new school and the old school. Yeah. So we kind of like there's a group of us who feel like we kind of, we need to bridge that gap. Like yeah. we need to let the, the new school, the new school teachers know that 
hey, we need, we're going to need the experience of the old school teachers, right? Mm-hmm. And we've got to let the old school teachers know that, hey, we're going to need all this energy and all the vibe that the new school teachers are, are sharing. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we need all that. So, yeah, there's like a group of us that's kind of just like in the middle, in a sense, like generation-wise, <laughs> right? Generation-wise. And like, I'm not saying that they're old, but I'm just saying like <laughs> uh, generation-wise, like we just went mm. through, we have the same kind of like similar upbringing, similar philosophy, all that stuff. So I feel yeah. like that core, that, that core group um, is, an important, is an important part of the, the school community. Mm. So I've heard... There's a guy I follow. His name is Balaji Srivanasan. He's a futurist and technologist. Mm-hmm. During COVID, look, everything went online, including schooling, right? So he had a thought, and I thought it was really interesting, where you've got the best teachers in the world that could offer certain subjects. For instance, say it was like year 11 calculus, for instance. Given it's online, that teacher could teach thousands or millions of students at at the same time because it's all online right and or or you might have like maybe tutors at schools Mm. this new model is like all right you watch a video or a lecture of the best teacher in the world at that subject teaching and then in the classroom you might have um like tutors or or teachers supporting listening to Mm. that best teacher like i'm curious what you think of that? And this follow-up question is, how were you able to build connection through mm. online learning during uh, COVID as well? Um, sorry, yeah, like, uh, that's an awesome. I've never thought of it in that yeah, sense. Sorry, okay, good night. Uh, that's awesome. Like, I, I never, I never, she knows, like, she knows this camera is here, so she's just like, um, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, no, no, that's that's awesome um, way of looking. I've never thought of that perspective. Like, that's amazing. Like, imagine you had one of the best teachers, say, in English, and then as part of the classes, you also have other teachers, right, including yeah. students, mm-hmm. and you're just learning in the same space mm-hmm. with, with like, like-minded people. I think that's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. if that was a thing, oh, man, like, sign me up. Like hundred percent sign me up. Like I know for a fact for me, and I know I'm just speaking on my behalf and mm. a few of the teachers that I'm working with is that we know that we're not finished products. We know mm. we're, we're a work in progress. Um, and we are so open to a lot of that stuff. Like a lot of just like, mm. Hey, this is a new way of thinking. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Let's try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Let's try the next thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's awesome. Like, sign me up if that happens. Like, honestly. <laughs> um, but sorry, what was the follow-up question? I forgot the uh, apologies. That's all right. It's how, how were you able to build connection with your students in an online oh, manner during that? Yeah, no. So for me, last year would probably be that entire term of remote teaching and remote learning would be the hardest um, time or the hardest part of my career in mm. my 15 years of teaching. And the reason being wow. is like in my classroom, man, I like, I love noise. Hey, like the kids are working, mm. but there's noise. Like it's Damn. organized chaos, right? Like it's, mm. it's, I love that stuff because the kids are collaborating. They're like, 
there, you know, there's some kids who are learning on their own. There's some kids who, who just thrive in collaboration. Let's just, let's do it. Um, and when I'm teaching, I don't necessarily, like I have textbooks, but I use them as a guide. I don't necessarily teach from the book. Mm-hmm. So I use them as a guide and a lot of, a lot of like, I'll have a plan of like, okay, this is the, this is the topic that we're going to learn for this lesson. And at the end of the lesson, these are the things that I want you guys to take away from it. But in the middle, how we're going to do all that sort of stuff, that's where it becomes kind of like not ad lib in a sense, but it's kind of just like, you know what, I'm going to let you guys dictate the vibe of this class today. Because Mm. for some of you, you might be like, you know, something's happening outside of school that's affecting you in the way that you're learning. So it might be a lot easier for you to just partner up with one of your mates and do the work together. Some of you are just like, you're just like thriving right on life at the moment. You just want to go and just like finish mm. it off and do all the extension stuff. So do it, right? But at the end of it, we're all going to come together and say, all right, did we hit these three objectives? Because if we did, then cool. We've done an awesome class. Um, but when I was online learning and online teaching, you can't keep up that conversation mm. with kids. It's like, man, it was most of the time the kids don't even turn on their cameras, right? And I hate that because I can't see, I can't tell. Like, like body language for me is important. So I can't mm. tell if they're receptive to what I'm teaching. Um, so I had to adapt real quick and it turned into just like, all right, guys, like these are the things that I've put together because like worksheets, these are the worksheets that we're working on. You've got 50 minutes to, to work on this. Um, so 10 minutes before the 50 minute lesson is done, I'm going to call another meeting and let's see where you guys are at kind of Mm. thing. Right. So I couldn't, it was very difficult for me to just sit in front of that camera for like 50 minutes because it wasn't conducive to the way that I taught. Um, Mm. and I found it so difficult because I didn't have that interact. I love because the energy of students dictates my energy in the classroom mm. so when the kids are just all hyped up and stuff oh man that that class is crazy like it's going to be heaps of fun we're going to just be having good banter and we're just going to talk about stuff but when it gets you know a little bit on the other side of the spectrum it's just like all right cool like what do we do what how do we fix this in a sense well not how to fix it but how do we improve it in a sense um and you couldn't gauge that online like it was just i just hated Logging in, hi kids. The same four or five kids that were logging mm. on at the same time. You know, some of these kids weren't even like they were still sleeping, right? Um, or some kids were like on their PlayStation while like class was happening. You just you just didn't see because the camera was off. But you can definitely hear there was some like buttons being pressed, right? Um, um, so you could you could never tell, like you could never tell, and it just really really frustrated mm. me because. I couldn't, I couldn't determine whether what I was doing was sticking or was mm. um, they were absorbing it in a sense. Mm. So yeah. yeah, it was tough, man. Like I remember after term three and we all came back in term four, I was like, man, I just, I can't wait to go to school. I just want to see the kids. Like I just, mm. I just need to be at the front gate and high five the kids as they come in and just yeah. get all excited. Um, 
but yeah, it was, it was definitely tough. It was kind of like, I never understood how much it affected me until like reflecting back on it afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. man, like that really, really made me feel like I wasn't doing my job. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't feel like I was doing my job. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Wow. So how did you, you know, that affected you, I guess, since mentally, like, how, yeah. how did you bounce back from that? How did you allow yourself not to stay in that mindset for too long? Yeah. Um, I guess a bit of background, right? My wife is also a high school teacher. Oh, wow. Um, my son started kindergarten last year. Mm-hmm. So when he was doing his remote learning and remote, yeah, when he was doing his remote learning, my wife and I were in the middle of our remote teaching. So we had to take, we had to kind of juggle in a sense to make sure that my son was able to complete all his stuff while we yeah. were able to do all our things to teach our, our kids as well. So it was a lot of juggling and it was crazy because we also had like a, th- a three-year-old at the time, my daughter, right? Who needed all the attention in the world and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. So we were really like, we kind of just like, okay, this is, that's the reason why we both had to adapt a certain way of, of teaching. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. very conducive for us um, to be in front of that camera for the entire day. We, we had to conduct our classes in a way where, hey, you guys go away for the next 40 minutes and work on all this stuff. I'll still be online. Hit me up with questions if you need it and I'll type all these sorts of things. Um, if you need me to speak to you in person, we'll do a one-on-one thing, so on and so forth. Um, but I was very honest with my, my students. I was just telling them, like both my wife and I were very honest with our students. We said, you know, we've got a son who's in kindy doing his stuff as well, right? We're not saying mm-hmm. that you guys should not do your stuff. And just, you know, um, be kind to us in a sense. We're still here. We're still here. You just need to hit us up because we mm. can't read your minds. Um, and we'll, we'll take it on further kind of thing, right? So it was a lot like we were just adapting a lot. It was a lot of just I need to walk away. I need to go for my walks. And I need to listen to my, my, my sneaker podcasts and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Get my head out of it. And at the same time, um, you know, my wife and I reminding ourselves that, you know, we can't as frustrated as we were in a situation that we were at is we can't show that frustration because the kids, our own kids are going to feel it. They're going to yeah. sense it. And we want them to know that, you know, our own kids that, Hey, mom and dad are actually doing some work, mm-hmm. but you're still an important part of us. Like you're, you're still priority. Like we have all of these students behind the cameras, but you guys are still priority. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of my my students like really appreciated me telling them like, okay, I've just gotta I just gotta go help my daughter. She's in the toilet and like, which is being honest and not hiding. Um, but yeah, it was it it was tough and it was a lot of like hitting up my friends like mm. online and just playing some video games. Hey, for, even for an yeah. hour. Yeah. Like get on Discord, guys. Like I just, I just let's let's play Minecraft for an hour, and let's just. I don't care what we do if we're just digging. Like let's just dig. Um, let's dig for an hour and catch up and see what everyone's doing and stuff. And it was, it was a lot of just, um, 
using you know chatting platforms to uh mm. to connect with like friends overseas um teacher friends um yeah. doing a whole heap of just you know zoom meetings and stuff um just to catch up with people um but it, it was it was definitely crazy um mm. and we tried i know for me i tried not to uh let it affect i guess my mental health in a sense because i knew that like my two kids would sense would be uneasy as well so it's kind of just like thinking about them for most of the time um but you know like one of the one of the one of the ways that um helped me was there's a group of kids that i would always chat to see how they're going touch base with them um in person right so during Mm -hmm. remote learning I was using our platform, our school platform, to send them um, direct messages to see how they're doing, uh, to send them messages in our classroom spaces, you know, what's been happening, and let them know what's going on or emailing them um, and just letting them know, like, if you guys want to just, you know, if you've got a free period, next period, so do I, so you guys can just hang out in this space with with whoever's on and we'll just chat. Yeah. Um, so we got to, like, yeah. So towards the end, it was... It was just like it was very refreshing just to um, still have those connections with my students and still be able to like, oh, cool, we still have this, you know, we still have this platform that we can use uh, to see how you guys are doing and, and whatnot. So yeah, it was it was a little bit crazy. Mm. Uh, I definitely don't want to do it again. Like every time I hear the word lockdown, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should go playing because you guys are down in Melbourne. Because I know you've heard locked so many times. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so every time, every time I hear that, I'm just like, oh, man, I just don't want that to. I don't want to be. I don't want not to be in my classroom. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you know, I, I don't want to take too much. I mean, we don't want to take too much of your time because we understand. Yeah, you know, you got to take care of your kids, and you know, it's a working yeah. tomorrow as well. Um, so I guess we'll we'll close this out soon. But I guess just, yeah. you know, from this short conversation we had with you, like, I think just I have a higher level of respect for teachers now, just hearing your experiences and, you know, what you have to, I guess, shoulder as well as your personal lives and taking, class, taking care yeah. of a classroom of kids. Like, that's, I, I just have an immense respect for you and all the teachers now. Like, I... You don't realize awesome. it as a student, you know, but like just yeah. hearing, just chatting with you and you, yeah. you, hearing your experiences, it's just like, wow, I wish I was a better student. Sometimes I look back, I was like, oh, I wish I kind of made things easier for my teachers as well, right? But like what you're doing is absolutely incredible. And, you know, like if I had a teacher like you, I would be so excited for school. You know, like yeah. just just your mindset, your attitude towards your your students is incredible, and you know I hope many more teachers follow suits. Um, and I, I guess I want to ask this question: like magic, you have a magic wand, you have the power to change the education system, or you can change it however you want. What would you do? What would you change with that power? Wow. Um... I guess, uh, I guess the first thing would be just um, the recognition, as you were saying, the recognition of teachers, right, and recognition of just educators. Uh, 
because I don't necessarily think that you know the way society perceives us to be is mm-hmm. like we're 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 not um, glorified babysitters. Yeah. Like we, you know, like oh man, teachers get all the holidays. You know what? Like <laughs> the last two weeks, we've we've had non-term breaks, so we've had you know school term break. But in the last two weeks, you know, I'm I'm still marking assessments, I'm still mm-hmm. grading exams, I'm still preparing for term three. Mm-hmm. So I know that as soon as I get in my classroom, it's, we're all set. Um, you know, there's always the back of my mind, always thinking about like, okay, so um, what can I do next? Um, mm-hmm. How do I improve? Um, you know, things like that, right? Um, but I guess the recognition is definitely the first thing, and the yeah. second thing would be like just get rid of standardized testing. Like, honestly, Mm. um, because the biggest thing, right, like the biggest thing for us is that, you know, the educational governing bodies that we have in different states are always changing uh, the way that teachers should be teaching, right? So there's this big move to like, hey, let's be more engaging. Let's do more project stuff. Let's get all these kids to be working together and learning together Mm. in that. And instead of being a teacher, like a traditional teacher, be that facilitator, be that uh, person that facilitates all the learning within a certain group, right? Yeah. And then, what, come year 12 when they do HSC or VCE, hey, you guys sit down and write on a piece of paper for three hours. I'm like, well, hang on. <laughs> you're, you're not necessarily testing all the students, right? Because everyone's got different learning abilities. Mm. Um, and that always frustrates me. Like, yeah. you know, we're teaching... For example, like in, in one of my subjects in year 12, it's a 120-hour course, right? So within the four terms that students are in my class in that year 12 cohort, um, they're doing 120 hours of whatever content that we're doing, mm-hmm. right? Their final exam is three hours. So there's 120 hours of content that I'm trying to like shove into your brains. Yeah. But the three hours that they that they choose to put on that piece of paper, I have no idea of what that is. Mm. So it's like the kids who are awesome at writing paragraphs, yeah, you're going to do well. The kids who are really good at drawing and like creating diagrams and like putting pieces together, you can't Mm. test that on a piece of paper. Mm. Yeah. Do you get me? Like, yeah, it's just so frustrating. Like all the creatives, man, like if they have to sit down and, yeah, here's a piece of paper, three hours ago, start writing. So, so, dude, like, <laughs> even I struggled writing an essay. Like, I can't yeah. do that. Like, you know? So, that's, I guess that would be the second thing. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two things, probably, if yeah. I had that magic wand. Right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, Jens, <laughs> did you have any other, you know, yeah, things you uh, want to ask? Yeah, one last question. I just wanted to, to ask, with you being a dad and, you mm-hmm. know, did you, once you became a dad and then the teaching as well, did you bring any of that, you know, did, did that change your teaching philosophy or style or even vice versa with your kids, like, you know, you're a teacher? <laughs> oh, no, it's an awesome question. Um, it's kind of, I think it worked the other way around. I think I'm very, very grateful that I was able to um, develop my ability as a teacher because a lot of those things that I have learned in in dealing with students and dealing with teenagers and dealing with mm. like conflict and all that sort of stuff mm. um, allowed me to kind of apply that in the way that I bring up my own kids. Right. Mm. Um, 
yeah so yeah it, it's it's quite funny that you know it's like for my wife and I being teachers I think for us we we know we have an understanding of how students develop and we have an understanding of how every single student is a different student right we we know that you know my son would be awesome in one thing and might not be good in another thing and that's okay like that's okay for us right um like but with my parents because they're so old school it's kind of like where's the a's where's the where's the a's and the do you know what i mean like yeah yeah <laughs> like he's he's six like he's in he's in year one like, we know like we know he's still developing like yeah. himself as a student and i think um understanding that as i was going through uni and 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 being a young teacher that's really helping uh to help guide my own kids mm -hmm. like into understanding that you know what if you're wrong it's okay to be wrong like yeah. you know like i never had that opportunity when i was when i was growing up because you know like old school filipino families man like it's <laughs> yeah look I, I don't know i don't know um yeah it's just weird it's just because they obviously grew up with a different up their, their upbringing yeah. was different as well so they're reflecting what they were taught right so um and, and you know i didn't really understand that until later on like as i got older um so so sometimes now it's kind of like i know with with my own parents it's kind of just letting them understand like it's okay that he's this is happening it's fine because i know in their world back then it probably wasn't right yeah. like no way would there be like me as as a and i don't mean to be all stereotypical here but <laughs> being a teacher in as from a culture where I, like from our culture is not a stereotypical job, right? Like, mm, yeah. 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 And I know, and I know like, as I was, I was going through school, I know like my parents or my dad especially was just like, so are you like, what do you want to do? Like, I know mm. he wanted me to follow in the footsteps of not really following the footsteps, but thinking of like um, a career in like accounting or like, something in in business right like where you you wear a tie you wear a suit you carry your bag you go into that train you're in your cubicle for whatever it is and you come back home that was a job for them and that's cool i get that right but for me it was like man i want oh you know I'm, I'm interested in becoming a chef so i want to do an apprenticeship and do a chef yeah. and then teaching and all that sort of stuff but yeah it's yeah it's uh it's allowed me to really help my little too um to just again be open about like that open-mindedness yeah. of like hey this is actually part of learning and this is actually part of education this is part of life in a sense yeah. um and i think yeah i think being a teacher first really helped um because i was able to deal with so many different dynamics you know mm -hmm. um yeah yeah yeah. One last one for me is we spoke a lot yeah. about impact and leaving impacts, right? Yeah. But what has the impact been on you and your personal life? As yeah, wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I know those moments where um, I'm able to sit down with students that I have taught in the past um and 
speak to them about how life is going and listening to all of their different successes. It's funny because I always remind them, hey, remember that time I always say how like, you know, success comes in many forms and they kind of start <laughs> nodding their head and stuff. <laughs> um, it honestly like, it honestly solidifies why I, I wouldn't say I chose, why I am where I am at the moment. Like mm-hmm. you know, on my journey, like in my journey, I should say, I'm where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like I'm okay with that. I'm where I need to be. And all of the challenges that come my way in that specific spot of my journey, I need to learn from that. Like, I need to mm-hmm. learn and taking all the good things, taking all the bad things. And it's not a reflection on me as a person. It's just, this is happening because this is where you're at and you're going through mm-hmm. this because you're doing some great things. And there are challenges now that are kind of just like making you second guess of what you're actually doing. So don't derail from, um, I guess that track and just stay mm-hmm. on it. And it'll, you know, you'll, you'll, I guess, tend to push those barriers or, or you know knock down those barriers as you as you keep going um but yeah like my students have a huge impact on me like mm. kids in general man like i just honestly like recess and lunch are my two favorite subjects still, <laughs> right still um just because there's like you know re- recess is 15 minutes and then we have mm-hmm. lunch which is 45 minutes so to me that's another hour that i can spend with another student right it's another hour that i can just like touch base with a kid another hour to like um yeah to just get to know another kid like get to know what's Mm. like what's happening what's going on um but yeah that's the way i i see it in a sense but yeah impact wise man though i wouldn't be who i am right now Mm. without those kids like without my students um, you're not supposed to have a you're not supposed to have a favorite cohort because um, <laughs> that's like an unsaid thing. Um, but there are definitely two cohorts. There are definitely two cohorts in the past 15 years that um, I'm still in contact with a couple of students and seeing how they are and yeah. you know being invited to their wedding oh, and finding out wow. you know they're having a kid. Um, you know, <laughs> hanging out with them like as hanging out with them as adults and stuff. You know, that's, that's mm. pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so there's, there's two cohorts that are just like, yeah, that basically has a huge piece of like my heart in a sense because like I, I kind of, it's because I kind of grew as, um, mm. as they were, I guess I, I grew with them, if that made any sense. Because yeah. I was a young teacher back then, right? Like a very young teacher, but I, I grew as they were growing. Mm. Um, yeah, wow, that's pretty deep. Hey, sorry, boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. That's incredible. Um, but yeah, like, you know, we, we have this program at our school where, um, just a bit of background again, um, where the kids have an ability to travel overseas, spend 10 days uh, in a country that needs help, right? So, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, whenever I go to, I'm part of that. I get to know the kids more because they're outside of the classroom. I get to know them as a person mm-hmm. and how they treat other people. So the two times I was able to do that were the two cohorts that just I just resonate with all the time. Like they just become my if my my students if my students start to listen to this pod, 
just cover your ears now, but they were my favorite <laughs> cohort. Um, <laughs> yeah, just because, yeah, just because we were, there was a lot of growth. Like there was mm. a lot of growth from both, both the kids and myself. So, yeah. Wow. That's incredible, man. Look, to me, just having this conversation with you, like it's, I see you as a learner, leading learners. You, you're, you're a leader to your students right to all your students and i wish you know i feel like we can talk about a lot more is, is <laughs> in this conversation but you know we can go until midnight for sure um but yeah. we don't want to take too much of your time so uh, let's let's close off and you know we'd love to have you back on to oh man i talk more about this friend yeah it'd be <laughs> my incredible. pleasure yeah that'll be that'll be awesome and we'd love to hear more stories about this the students you're impacting and, you know, we'd love to hear more about you impacting the education system, man, because what you're doing is, wow, I'm speechless. Like, this is what I imagine a teacher would be, you know? And I, I don't want to throw shade at all the other teachers I've ever had, but <laughs> you're leading an incredible example. And that's why I see you as a leader, because you lead by example. Um, but as we end all podcasts, we like to ask three questions. Yeah, um, we'll go. We'll go. We'll answer them as we go. So, first question: What are you grateful for? Oh, oh man, I am grateful for my 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 family, my young family, like my wife, and my two kids. Um, they keep me going. Like, hundred percent grateful for that. Yeah. Awesome. Second question: What have you realized? Um. Well, yeah, that I I definitely need to understand that i'm learning as well mm. right like i need to i need to really remind myself that um that following is a different way of leading mm. Mm. um yeah wow that's deep and final question what's a question you want to ask yourself or a question you want to ask your students Does Mr. Guevara really have a sick kick? So you guys are just saying it. Uh, <laughs> no, um, oh no, that's a that's an awesome question. I guess it would be like, um, like how impactful um, me being a part of your their journey is right at this point in time not waiting like 10 years but just i'd I'd love to know um you know like you know what is it that i'm helping them to Mm. learn about and know about right Mm. so yeah i guess yeah yeah well well look man i wish i could shake your hand because i'm like (laughs) You are an incredible teacher, and I'm inspired. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Again, as I was saying, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just modeling all the awesome teachers um, that allowed me to grow into who I am now. Right. So, um, yeah, no, I really, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be part of this, uh, to be part of the pod. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been awesome. Look, man, thank you. Thank you for spending the time with us on a Sunday evening. And yeah, we really appreciate you. Like, seriously, what you're doing is 
incredible. I have I lack of better word, man. I don't know what else to say. It's just what you're doing is nothing in. I just want to say, Emmanuel, look, you are a hero, right? Oh man, think that's pretty crazy. Teachers as heroes, but you've got your firefighters, your ambulance drivers, and all that. But look, you are impacting our future generation, and it's because of you that. Kids will be able to look back and think, "Oh, Mr. G, what a man!" And then themselves will take inspiration that, "Hey, life can be this joyous and beautiful, and you can um, laugh and make jokes and banter, and it doesn't have yeah. to be so negative and and, and insular as well." So, look, keep yeah. what you're doing, and hopefully this podcast goes out to other teachers or, or maybe your students who would want to be teachers as yeah. well. Maybe they want, didn't realize they wanted to be teachers and, and they yeah. did. Who knows? It's, it's the invisible marks that we leave. Yeah. Um, no, you know what? Like powerful. that's one of the best compliments is like when past students come back as train, like trainee teachers Wow. Um, at the same school, like it's the best, <laughs> like it's so cool. Like I know it's obviously it's obviously not just me, but I just reminded them it's because of me, but no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is, it's awesome. And just to hear that from you guys, uh, it's, it's very humbling because um, I don't necessarily, uh, I guess, see myself in, in, in that light because I'm kind of just doing, doing me, right? Like I'm kind of doing, um, well, what I feel like that needs to be done. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I appreciate it. Like totally humbled, guys. Like, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, guys. Well, let's close this out. Thank you once again for coming on, Emmanuel. We hope you guys found value in this podcast. Always stay safe. Always take care. Always get up. Peace. Okay.